On today's program, I'm finishing up a two-part series, Seven Prophetic Predictions for 2022, very important things that are about to happen in the world prophetically, what the Bible has to say. I'm also talking about how Canada, the, the parliament in Canada, just officially uh, labeled Christianity in the Bible a myth and the response to that. I'm also talking about Drag Queen Story Hour coming to a church near you. It's unbelievable. I'm also talking to parents. I'm answering questions. And one of the questions I'm answering is to parents who have children who don't want Jesus to return. They don't want to talk about the rapture. How do you respond to your children in situations like that? I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Before I get started today, I want to just announce that we do have our new book, Where Are the Missing People? that is now available. We're very excited about this. It says the sudden disappearance of millions and what happens next. When the rapture happens, I believe it's going to happen very soon. Um, when the rapture happens, the number one question the world will be asking is, where are the missing people? Number one question. And so this book is written for the people who are left behind. And you put this in your home, your office, your apartment, your dormitory, your car. You lay this around. And when people are asking questions, it's sitting right there for them. And it goes into everything. This book talks about what just happened, how to become a Christian, how to grow in your Christian faith, the end times, the Antichrist, what's about to happen in the world, how to survive you know, those times spiritually and, and practically. So this, this is the book. And we wrote this with the perspective of if, if I'm left behind and I don't know anything about what just happened, I'm looking for a book that's going to give me answers for my future. Number one, to give me, uh, point me to Jesus and give me eternal life. And then to show me how to navigate what's happening in the worst period of time in human history. So this book is now available. You can go on Amazon. I think it's $9.95 on Amazon. Uh, you can also go on exomarriage.com forward slash store, and, uh, and you can find it there. Now, if you're going to buy multiple copies, don't buy them on Amazon because you won't get a discount. But on our site, on exomarriage.com forward slash store, if you buy five through nine copies, you can buy it for $5.99. So you save $4 if you buy multiple copies. If you buy 10 copies up to 99 copies, it's $3.99. If you buy 100 plus copies, it's $2.99. That's $7 off. So we're trying to make this affordable. We know that a lot of people are buying a lot of these churches and groups, employers, people like that are buying multiple copies to give to their kids and to give to everybody they know. So we encourage you to do that. If you're buying multiple copies, don't go to Amazon. If you're going to buy one or two copies, go to Amazon. If you're going to buy multiple copies, go to xomarriage.com forward slash store, and you can buy multiple copies there. But we're very excited about this. Think that this is going to be a huge blessing to millions of people who are left behind. That's what we want it to happen, is for millions of these to be laying around the world when Jesus comes so that people have answers and they're pointed toward Jesus. So we're very excited about this. Well, I want to talk on this program today about the seven prophetic predictions. And I started this on the last program talking about how the world is going to get worse. The birth pains are going to get worse. It'll only get so bad until the rapture happens. And so Jesus told us very clearly in Luke 17, Matthew 24, what was going to be happening 
like the days of Noah, like the days of Lot, but the birth pangs are gonna continue to intensify. The church is gonna get better. We're living in times, and some things are happening right now in America and around the world, but especially in America and Canada, very, very hopeful for the church. The church is beginning to rise up. The church does its best in bad times. It does its worst in good times. And so now that the world is kind of turning against Christianity, we're seeing some really positive things happening in the church with COVID and all the other things that are happening. But also uh, the spiritual warfare will intensify. That's what I talked about last time. And we see that happening. Jesus has given us authority over the devil. We don't have to worry about it, but we do need to be prepared for the spiritually severe times that we're living in. That's what I talked about on the last program. Today I want to talk about, I want to continue, and this is prediction number four, and this doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. Israel's war with Iran will intensify. Okay, now Israel and Iran are in a shoving match, and this is a big shoving match, and we know exactly where this is going to end. Ezekiel 38 and 39 tells us exactly where this is going to end, but I'm going to show you a prophecy in Jeremiah 49 that has not been fulfilled yet in human history. We know that it hasn't. And this could be a prophecy that is fulfilled this year if Israel bombs Iran. Now, my personal opinion is Israel will bomb Iran. Let me tell you why I say that. It's because Iran's not going to stop enriching uranium. They are not going to stop until they get a nuclear weapon, until they fire it at Israel. They will not stop. They are defying the entire world. And we have said this before on the program. Iran believes it's not Iran. It's the Islamic Republic of Iran. They believe that Allah has called them to destroy Israel and usher in the end times. They believe that that's a divine call that Allah has given them. So they're not just doing this because they don't like Israel. They're not just doing this because they've got, you know, nervous energy and they want to build a bomb. They're doing this because they believe they've been called by Allah to do this in defiance of the world. And by the way, this is their eschatology. Eschatology means the study of the end times. Their eschatology is they will destroy Israel and they will usher in the return of the hidden imam, of their, of their Messiah. And so it's unbelievable what's happening right now in the world. The world is helplessly watch, watching as Iran is enriching uranium. Now, as far as we know, according to uh, Israeli intelligence, Iran has enough enriched uranium right now to build one nuclear weapon. Now, they can't build more than that, but they can build one. And the only question is, do they have a delivery device? Now, they've been uh, testing the intercontinental ballistic missile missiles for a long, long time. They've got a, a, a vast array of them, and that's one of the questions. And so what the intelligence that I have been reading, which is in the Jerusalem Post and things like that, is what I've been reading says that they think they're a month or two away from having having a missile that could deliver a nuclear weapon. So this is we're we're right on top of this thing. And so Israel has said openly, they've put in their budget for this year to bomb Iran. They've been having exercises to bomb Iran. Okay, so you say, well, where is this in the Bible? Let me show it to you. It's in Jeremiah chapter 49. This is this is a prophecy to Elam. Elam is present day. Iran. This is what it says in verse 34. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet against Elam in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will break the bow of Elam, the foremost of their might. Against Elam, I will bring the four winds from the four quarters of heaven and scatter them toward all those winds. There shall be no nations where the outcast of Elam will not go. For I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies and before those who seek their life. 
I will bring disaster upon them, my fierce anger, says the Lord. And I will send sword after them until I've consumed them. I will set my throne in Elam. I will destroy from there the king and the princes, says the Lord. But it shall come to pass in the latter days, I will bring back the captives of Elam, says the Lord. Now this is a very interesting thing because I'm going to show a map. Here is a map of Iran. And you'll notice now on this map, on the lower part of the map, it says Elam. Elam is southern Iran. So this prophecy in uh, Jeremiah 49 is talking about modern-day Iran. But I also want you to notice on that map, if you would, the Bashir nuclear plant is in Elam. And there are other nuclear facilities in that area as well. And so strategically, if Israel bombed Iran, this would be the easiest area strategically for them to hit, the southern area right there where the Gulf is. And so I, I'm not saying they're going to do it this year necessarily, but I'm saying Jeremiah 49 is going to be fulfilled. And it says that when God brings this judgment on Elam, you can't inhabit it. It's uninhabitable. You're talking about a nuclear uh, explosion. You're talking about some unbelievably uh, uh, devastating event that happens in Elam. And it says there will not be a country on the earth that someone from Elam doesn't go to. And so this is going to be, and this is God now. And he says, and by the way, in the latter days, I'm going to bring back the captives of Elam. I've had many friends that have gone over to Iran. I had one friend that went over there for five weeks and stayed. He met many, many Jewish people there who were the captives when the Babylonians came and took the Israelis, the Jews captive, and they took them to Babylon. Many of them are still in Iran from there. And God is saying in Jeremiah 49, I'm going to bring the captives of Elam back in the last days. And that's something that is being fulfilled, but will still be fulfilled in the days to come. So I'm saying to you that this pressure right now between Israel and Iran, Iran is on the northern border of Israel. They're causing all kinds of problems there. They're, they're bombing Israel. Israel's bombing them. They're empowering Hezbollah and Hamas. And so I believe that we're about to see, we are right now on the verge of seeing very possibly the uh, war in Elam, the bombing of Israel to Iran that could happen this year. And so we'll see what happens. But this is intensifying. And I'm telling you, I've been watching this for many years. and I've been uh, teaching on it for many years. This is serious. This is very, very serious what's happening. Let me make a comment, by the way, about the Colleyville incident that happened uh, at this uh, Jewish um, uh, synagogue last weekend. And this is about five miles from where I'm sitting right now in Colleyville. The anti-Semitism in the world is building to a dangerous degree. It's been dangerous for a long time, but this is another sign of the end times. Anti-Semitism is a spirit. It's not a thought. It's not a belief system. It's a spirit. It is a spirit of Satan that comes to turn people against Israel. It happened when Jesus was born the first time. It, was, it happened when Moses was born, that Pharaoh killed all the male children of Israel. And so when you see anti-Semitism begin to rise, you know that something big is about to happen in end time prophecy. And this issue that happened in Colleyville is just another example of the anti-Semitism uh, that targets Jews specifically. 58% of all hate crimes in America uh, religious hate crimes are committed against Jews. And so this is a big deal. Here's number five prediction. 
the world will increase pressure on Israel to surrender East Jerusalem. Now, this is, again, end-time prophecy. This, this absolutely is going to happen. This is Zechariah chapter 12. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. And all who would try to heave it away will surely be cut into pieces, though all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. This is Zechariah 14. Behold, the day of the Lord's coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city will be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished. Half the city will go into captivity. Let me just stop right there. So in, in Zechariah, we have two texts in the book of Zechariah that tell us very clearly that the entire world at the end of the age, at the end of this part of history, when the second coming occurs and Jesus returns, we're told that the world will be uh, coming against Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. Well, the question is, is this happening? I mean, is this happening? Well, of course it is. And so this is happening right now. Now, the Biden administration, the Trump administration, you'll remember, this is not a political comment. I'm just telling you what, what's happened. The, the Trump administration recognized Jerusalem as the capital, all of Jerusalem, as the capital of Israel. Moved our embassy there. Okay, incredible thing that happened. The, the Jews have just gone crazy over President Trump because of that. Named different things after him. A shekel uh, named after him in honor of him and Cyrus, both of whom recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And so this is, this is a very big deal. Now, Biden is the opposite. President Biden will not recognize East Jerusalem as belonging to Israel. And he is now trying to stop 9,000 houses from being built in East Jerusalem. And, and he's, again, he was trying to build the consulate there for the Palestinians. Now, they backed off on that. But he was trying to build the consulate there. The consulate just simply means they are recognizing East Jerusalem as belonging to the Palestinians and not belonging to the Jews. Now, this is what's going to cause Armageddon. This is Jerusalem right now is the subject of scorn by the United Nations. When it says all the nations of the world are gathered against it, that's the United Nations. That, that's happening right now. I told you last year at the end of, of 2021, there were 19 uh, resolutions passed by the United Nations condemning nations. 14 were against Israel. They have condemned Israel more than all other countries of the world combined. They are the anti-Israel club. And so now we see the nations of the world, including the United States, putting pressure on Israel to give up East Jerusalem. Here's an article. This is from the Jerusalem Post. It says, Muslim nations offer to recognize Israel if they return to pre-1967 boundaries. Okay, now this is the article. The entire Muslim world will normalize relations with Israel once it withdraws to the 67 boundaries, Saudi Arabia's representative to the United Nations said. So the, all of these nations are saying, I believe there's 57 countries in total. Uh, this is the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. They're saying if they will go back to the pre-1967 boundaries, all the Muslim nations will make peace. Well, you know Iran's not going to, period. And you also know it's never worked before. Land for peace has been a disaster. Every time that Israel gives up land, there's more war. They'll never go, there'll never be peace there 
between the Muslim nations and Israel where they're promising. But the pre-1967 boundaries means this. It means Israel gives up East Jerusalem. It means that Israel moves out 200,000 Jewish settlers out of East Jerusalem, 400,000 settlers from the West Bank, and they give up the Golan Heights. And the Golan Heights up on the border of Syria and Lebanon up there, it is, it's called the Heights because it's above the Galilee area here, and whoever has it has a strategic advantage militarily. And the last time they, uh, they didn't have it, before the 1967 war, the Syrians were using it to bomb Israel. And that's why they went up and took it over. And so if they give up this land, and, and by the way, this is Joel chapter 3, talks about this exact scenario right here. Joel chapter 3, God says, Behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. God is mad. This is Joel chapter 3. He said, if, when I bring back Israel into the promised land, at the same period of time when I do that, I'm going to bring all the nations to the Valley of Jehoshaphat. The Valley of Jehoshaphat is the valley between the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. This is where Jesus will return. According to Zechariah chapter 14, he's going to return to the Mount of Olives. He will come there, and he's bringing all the nations down. Jehoshaphat means Jehovah has judged. God is going to judge the nations of the world because of the way that they've treated the Jews. That's what Joel 3 says. And they're dividing up my land. The land belongs to God. This land has been the Jewish hands for thousands of years, and it belongs to God. And that's the reason that all the nations of the world hate Israel so much and hate Jerusalem so much, being in the Jewish control is because they hate God. It's another, and I heard someone say one time, and it's really true, you can tell everything about a person when you hear their beliefs about Israel. You really can. When you hear people that hate God, they always typically, almost always hate Israel. Here's number six prediction. There will be unprecedented seismic activity and natural disasters. Now, I prepared this message several weeks ago, and since then, this week, there was a volcano that erupted in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Tonga, the nation of Tonga, which created a tsunami. The, it's, the whole earth is just groaning. This is Romans chapter 8. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now listen to this. For the creation was sub subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of the body. The earth is groaning, and this is what we see. Jesus says in Matthew 24, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and these are but the beginning of birth plagues. And Jesus said, by the way, in Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. So what we're seeing in the world today is the physical earth 
We're seeing earthquakes. We're seeing volcanic activity, killer earthquakes that are happening. And they're happening uh, more and bigger, more and bigger. And this is the earth groaning. And I'm just saying, just like there was the uh, volcano off the coast of Tonga, this is going to be happening increasingly. And when you see these things happen, this is a sign of the times. Here's number seven prediction. Something special will happen this year because of the Shemitah cycle. Now, I had Pastor Mark Biltz, uh, who is a Jew. He is a Messianic Jew, and he was on the program several weeks ago. Now, 2022 is a Shemitah year. Now, this is 2021-2022 because the Hebrew year starts in September. It starts at the, the Feast of Trumpets in September, October of every year. So it started back in September, but this is a seventh year. 2001 was a Shemitah year. 2008 was a Shemitah year. 2015 was a Shemitah year. And now that we're in 2022, and in the Shemitah years, something significant happens. 2001, we saw you know 9-11, but also saw the stock market crash. 777 points, 7% of the Dow dropped in one day. In 2008, the Great Recession. Again, you saw an economic crash that happened in 2015. Stock market crashed again. Plus, in 2014-2015, we had the blood moons, the, the tetrad of blood moons. And so, what's going to happen in 2022? Well, Pastor Biltz said something very interesting when he was on the program a few weeks ago, for those of you who may not have seen it. And he said that the tribulation period of time is seven years long. We know that. Uh, in Daniel chapter 9, the angel Gabriel came to Daniel and told him that there were going to be 490 prophetic years for Israel and he told them exactly how they would be fulfilled. Well, 483 of those years have been literally fulfilled. Okay, so that's already been done historically. So there's seven years left. That's the tribulation. And here's something Pastor Bill said that I had never thought about before. He said the tribulation can't happen in any seven years. It has to happen during a Shemitah cycle. In other words, the tribulation isn't just an arbitrary seven-year period of time. It's a Shemitah cycle. The Shemitah... 2001, 2008, 2015, 2022. And he made this comment. He said, if the tribulation or if the rapture and the tribulation, if it doesn't happen beginning in 2022, it has to wait seven years until 2029. Okay. Well, here's, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I necessarily believe all of that, but I believe it's very interesting. I also believe that God is very orderly. God, God is the one who commanded the Shemitah cycle. God is the one who observes the Shemitah cycle. And so in Exodus 23, by the way, God said, six years you shall sow your land and gather its produce, but the seventh year you shall let it rest uh, and lay fallow, that the poor of the people may eat, uh, and what they leave the beasts of the field may eat. In like manner you shall do with your vineyard and your olive grove. So God said, I want you to let your land lay fallow uh, every seventh year. That's the Shemitah cycle. And this, by the way, is the seventh year. And by the way, God took Israel out of the promised land for 70 years because for 490 years they wouldn't do that. And they owed God 70 Sabbaths. Second Chronicles 36. And those who escaped from the sword he carried away to Babylon, where they became servants to him and his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths, as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. So I'm saying God commanded the children of Israel 
when you come into the promised land, every seven years you observe this Mita cycle. Every seven years, that seventh year is sacred, you let the land rest. They wouldn't do it. He took them out of the land for 70 years to let the land lay enjoy its Sabbath. And I'm saying if God co- created the Shemitah, if He commanded the Shemitah, don't you think He's going to observe it? And I do. And so what I agree with, with Pastor Bill says, I believe that we're living in a very special year. I never set dates. I never say Jesus is going to come this year or this day or whatever. I never set dates. But I've never seen in my life a period of time where not just a few end time prophecies are taking place, but we see the convergence of Israel, the weather, the degeneration of mankind, deception, apostasy, all the things that are happening in the world today, exactly the way the Bible says that they would happen. And I'm just saying Jesus is coming. This is the good news. Jesus said, when you see all these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head your redemption is drawing near. And I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is coming. If you're in love with this world, I don't have any good news for you because this world is going to go through a really hard time. If this world is your home, you're just, you're just fresh out of luck. But if your home isn't with God, I love, I love my life. I mean, I love my house. I love my family. I love all that. I'd give everything in this world up in an instant to be in the presence of Jesus. The only thing I care about is my family and they're going with me. They're all saved. And so in this world, Jesus said, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It is time for us as believers to put our eyes on Jesus Christ and prepare for eternity. The things that are happening in the world today are telling us loud and clear that Jesus is on his way. And we're certainly living in the end times. And I hope that this has been an encouragement to you today. We're going now to the subscriber only portion of the program. I'm talking about Canada and them officially the parliament labeling Christianity and the Bible a myth and a phenomenal response to that from the church in Canada and America, really encouraging in that regard. Also talking about Drag Queen Story Hour, a church where the pastor in drag is reading to the children of the church and how this entire denomination is trying to promote this uh, into their churches and into the world. So unbelievable thing happening. I'm also answering questions. I'm answering questions for parents whose children don't want Jesus to return. What do you do when that happens? If you're not a subscriber, go to endtimes.com. It's $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you be a subscriber. We have articles that come out all week long. There's so much more than just the Tipping Point show. It's the best $7 you'll, you'll ever spend. $7 a month, $77 a year. If you are a subscriber to endtimes.com. You can't watch on YouTube the entire program. Go to endtimes.com or respond to the email we sent you. Stay tuned.